Hello and welcome to the Hales Owen Apostolic Church. Apostolic meaning what God says, not what man thinks. Please enjoy this teaching and if you want more, visit the website at halesowenapostolicchurch.org. Okay, it's important that we understand where we are today. And I said earlier, uh, the sermon is faith in action. So I've got one, I've got, wait, yeah, I've got scripture from Hebrews 11, 1 to 3, just to, to set the scene. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds, the worlds and every other world were framed by the word of God. God framed everything. He's made everything. He's created everything by his word. That's all he had to do, speak, and it happened. That's the God that we're following. And he's given us his word which is the same word he's spoken to man from the beginning of time and forever. It never changes. So we're going to be so 100% sure that we follow what he says and he asks and not what you... Amen. Praise the Lord. It's what we think. It's, it's, it's so simple. But I love this. Faith is a substance. You know, we don't like, you know, you know, air is a substance. But can you grab it? No. So faith, can you grab it? Mixed. Of course you can. Of course you can. You can take what God says to give you faith and you can do it and something happens to you. When you walk in faith instead of by sight, something happens to you. When we get together and we pray together, something changes in the atmosphere. And we've seen it, and, and, you know, and we can have that at any time. Come to church, and we come here to receive. But also, we come to give. We come to give of our hearts and our minds and our talents and everything else. You know, and if all you want to do is to use your talents for the world, that's where you'll end up with the rest of the worldly people. We've got to be different. As born-again Christians, we see this world changing and not changing for the better every bit of technology is not making mankind better. All it's making is things convenient. That much knowledge that you can get just overwhelmed with knowledge. If you've seen how many, how, many, how many emails I've had and people sending me videos on prostate cancer, then I'm now the expert. I'm the world's expert. I've had it from everyone. Hallelujah. I'm not complaining. It was just, it was and I said, hold on. What are we doing? We're polluting the world. We're polluting the world physically. And yet man is polluting the world morally and spiritually. It's making people filthy, 
on the inside. Isn't that incredible? No hope. Nothing. No future. Searching and seeking for something to make them happy or, or feel good about themselves. We do know our country is passing laws and have passed laws that are totally against God and his nature. And the whole reason why the world was made was to create a being that will find God, love him, worship him, receive from him, and speak about him so this world could be a better place. <laughs> no one can explain to me how this world has come into existence in natural terms, whether it's science or whether it's Darwinism. Nothing they can say proves how this God, how this world was made. And still worse, people don't even know why they're here. Ask the questions to be, why are you here? What, what's life for? These are the same questions we've got to ask people all the time. Or they can give me as many theories and as many answers they like. But God is not given a chance in their life. They won't believe. Can you understand why people are trapped? They're trapped because they don't know who God is still yet. This week has been a pretty dramatic week for me, personally. You know, my wife um, was telling people before, which I didn't want her to tell, and, and, and I've only had one support of that, which David, God bless you, David, said, I know why you don't want to tell people, Mark, because they just plague you then, you know, asking how well he said, I know they're trying to be kind, I said, but, he, you know, sometimes over-kindness becomes a, becomes a burden, and I, I, could, I could understand that, but it was lovely, but not lovely. So what happened this week? We had the results, and most of you know uh, what it was. I have a cancerous prostate. Uh, some cells are not that aggressive, but a third of them are the aggressive sort. So um, I'm in trouble one way or the other. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yet it was a shock. I don't think it's the sort of news that anybody likes to have. You know, uh, most certainly... Um, I, I didn't expect it, nor did Linda, or really mo most people. But I had a few days of my life where it, just, it seemed very surreal. It didn't seem real at all, did it? It was like a dream that we, that we were in. Um, but it is real. And I'm not going to go all to the details of what's going to happen in surgery, treatments, etc. You know, we, we've got to go through that process. But what happened for me what was the hardest was telling my children. You know, I... I Even now I feel it, which I found very, very difficult. Why? Because I knew what their reaction would be. Yeah. The devastation, very emotional and tearful time we had, you know. And they were just like you, they couldn't believe it. Okay? And, and I understand that. So after uh, quite a few phone calls and, and conversations that I was having, uh, we, we, we do know that. Uh, Louise flew over the next day and Rebecca changed her ways and said that we, they, we could be together and that's why I wasn't here last uh, Wednesday night. We were spending time um, together and we did watch, we did watch some, <laughs> some, 
some videos on prostate cancer just to alleviate my children's fears that um, you know that we can be can be very different than what the NHS has told us and I thank David for that as well who who gave us some good advice immediately so the, as the as the time went on on that Tuesday you know Linda went to cook the dinner and you know what happened to me just one scripture came to me remembering to give God thanks in all things it just doesn't seem right does it but you know I know I've got some gospel songs that I love and you know and I just went down the list and I pressed and it was the, the blessing and it's the 10 minute version so I played it twice <laughs> you know? And I was weeping and I was praising God. And, and then what a wonderful name Jesus came on next. And I was off again. And then, and then of course, that I'm no longer a slave. You know, and that beautiful songs, the words of God, just releasing of, of, to, to me what God had for me. His love and he knows and, and you know, and faith was there, you know, and, 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 and the last one, it finished with a simple chorus, which is, I exalt thee. You know, and I exalt thee was a, was a song that I remember singing when I first got saved at my brother's house in America. And I was washing up for them, because I do that everywhere I go. And I always remember, you know, John was talking, and all of a sudden I just stood there and started to sing, I exalt thee. <laughs> the tears poured down my face because I know no matter what happens, he's in control and I'm going to be okay. And I was there on, on the cushion on the floor <laughs> with my arms just singing. I, I exult the over and over again and over again until I felt somebody touch me on the shoulder. It was Linda saying dinner was ready. Thought it was, you know, you know, so I thought it was spiritual, you know. So, so the flesh came in, and you know, so I had to go and blow my nose and and, and everything, and, and go and have dinner. So it is it, amazing. So, what's happened since? then? I've had messages from all over the world, and I've had some, you know, amazing ministers who have been close to me and who I've helped through the years have been absolutely fantastic, and it was just absolutely wonderful ministry that we were having you know supporting one another praying for one another and things like that and for most of the people you know it was ministry for me to give them faith that I'm going to be all right you know it was the opposite way around it was real hard work I tell you what I was, you know I was phone call after phone call oh Margo brother Margo pastor Mark and I'm going I go okay I said oh, why has God done it well I had all these things you know why has God done this you know you know and they said well but Hezekiah, he said, to, he said to God, he said, you know, look, haven't I done, haven't I served you well, God, and haven't I done all this? I said, no, I haven't prayed that yet. I said, you know, I might do one day, but I said, it's okay. It's okay. You've got to understand it. It, it, it is okay. So some of the uh, ministers that round, they were uh, some incredible special people, you know, and God has, has linked me up with some some ministers from years ago, which I've, which I've loved, and we haven't spoke to for some time, and yet they're all there now. <laughs> Why am I telling you this? 
Because this is the testimony of my Lord Jesus Christ, isn't it? That's why. About he, no matter what is happening to any of us, when we have faith, he will come. Just like he promised. To comfort us. To strengthen us. To love us. Increase our faith. Increase our willingness to serve. And to know who he is. It's okay, isn't it? We preach, and, but and we, we, have, we, we give the good news. We have to give this good news. You see, I didn't panic. Not so, you know, some people said to me, oh, do you think it's the end of your life, Mark? I said, get thee behind me, Satan. You know, incredible things that people say, <laughs> you know. And I said, listen, this is what the Bible's about. When the storms come, we go to the one that can sit us down in the midst of a storm and comfort us, sup with us, be with us, so we don't panic. Why? Because we're okay. I know I said I, know I, said, I thank Ted. Um, I thank Ted for his text, you know, and, and what he'd said to other people because I heard what you'd said, Ted. And it was okay, because it prompted me to do that text. Just to say, hey, come on everyone. It is okay. It's only a bit of flesh. And God hasn't come to save the flesh. He's come to save your soul. So you've got to make sure your inside's right. And the actions that come from you on the outside have got to be right with God. That's what he's come to save. The strength of your soul. Your faith, your love, your work for him. Those are the things that are going to strengthen every single one of us to be able to say, thank you, Lord. I know I'm in pain. I know I'm sick. I know I've got problems. And yet, Ben's already said it this morning, without faith we cannot please God. So we've got to have this faith no matter what happens. Amen? Amen? And, you know, people don't know. We've had, you know, we, we do this truth revealed. Once you've done that truth reveal course, you're, you're actually experts in the Bible compared to a lot of Christians in this, in, in this land. Do you understand that? If you could just learn the truth revealed, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be great teachers in most churches. Because they don't even teach the basics anymore. And it's so important that you know that. And it's, it's, it's this word of God. And it's, don't forget, it's, it, the word tells us about this, what this life is about. And why these things are happening in the world. Even the Lord turned around and said there's going to be a great falling away. Well, what's happened with COVID? They, they expected the churches to be packed. Are closing down now, and lots of churches are struggling. And when that chap put, you know, what have we got to do? And it's quite simple. That lady was on the right track. We've got to have a revival in the land. That's what she said. But where does revival start? Revival starts in a person first. 
And that once he revives himself and he starts to do the things that God has asked him to do, when he goes and diligently seeks to him, diligently seeks what the Lord wants, diligently does the things that God wants, and goes on his hands and knees and and does this repentance day by day, and do the things of God in the prayer, the weapons of our warfare, then we'll revive ourselves. And then once one of us can be revived, it's God to spread when you look at the generals of of, of revivals throughout the years the the Wesleys the Spurgeons the Wigglesworths the you know the all all these people even even Billy Graham these people revived themselves they went out and preached this with a passion with the spirit of God and the word of God and things changed And people say, oh, Mark, you don't know what it's like. Of course I know what it's like. I was in the gym again. It's becoming my best place for for witnessing. (laughs) That's where Gabriella come from. Yes, that's where Gabriella was from. She... (laughs) Hallelujah. I, I didn't trap her. Hallelujah. But it, it's, it's just by speaking to people. You know, Gabriella hasn't been to church for some time. And she said she was seeking God. And I said, well, here you are. And she said, well, I don't know whether it's the right place. I said, well, you'll never know until you go. And it's not been horrible to Gabriella. I don't, she won't mind this at all because she wants to. What stops her? You see, here is the battle. It's for every person. Every single person has this battle. If I don't do what God has asked me to do, and I know I should do it, I'm already lost. No wonder we have to have repentance day by day. No wonder Paul, the apostle, said, I die daily. He dies to his flesh daily so the spirit could live in him. And his faith... You know, he says, I thank God I speak in tongues more than all of you. He wanted the Holy Ghost to be flowing through him day by day. Day by day so he could strengthen him. And that comforts you. And and it's wonderful to be in the presence of God. And he tells us that all these things are going to be happening. To fall away. But he doesn't want us to be fall away. He wants us to be those lively stones that build up the temple of God, that build up the body of Christ, that build up the bride that will be taken upon this earth when Jesus comes back for the second time. And my job is to plead, to teach, to be a servant, to give up my life for you, that you're going to make it. And then you will go and tell others. It's as simple as that. It's no big practice. It's no big scheme. It's what God tells us to do. It's it's simple. This gospel is simple. I've even offered to teach people how to be effective communicators of the gospel, not just spur it out. Why have I said that? Because I know a lot of people don't do it just quite right. I'm not being you know critical. I'm not saying I'm perfect or anything like that. But I know what the Lord has given me. And I know it works. And it's not difficult. It just takes a bit of effort to learn. You know, God 
God's incredible. It doesn't matter where we go or what we do. <laughs> I mean, this is just unbelievable that, he, that all we do is say, Father, forgive me. But we turn away. This is the crunch one. We have to turn away from those things that are not beneficial to us. If you don't, it just drags you down anyhow. And then people get their own religion. They say, oh, I'm doing the, I'm okay, I'll still say my prayers. You know, and I find it really difficult not to say to everyone who doesn't go to church, who doesn't study, who doesn't be, have teaching, to say, well, do you think God's going to answer your prayers? Hallelujah. The only prayer he's going to answer for a backslider is a prayer of repentance. And then you've got to turn to God again. This is the simplicity of the gospel. No millions of scriptures. It's, it's, it's so incredible, so loving. He goes, you know, okay, so you've messed up. But come, ask me to forgive you. Then ask me to be with you. And then show me. Show me. Show me that you believe. If you can't show him, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's so important. I love it. I love, I love going to witness. I love speaking to everyone about the, the scripture. I just love it. It's, you know, and no matter what people say, all I'm doing is getting a conversation going so I can understand where the person is, whether they've got faith or not faith. It's simple. And when they say they've got faith, I'm not being rude to them. When I start saying to them, have you received the Holy Ghost? I'm just trying to see where they are in their Christian faith. And what was you baptised in? Didn't Paul do this? Didn't Paul? You know, and if Paul did it, why can't I do it? And if Paul did it, why can't you do it? It's really simple questions. And if people say, oh, that's private. Oh, I love it. Is it? Who's told you it's private? The Bible says we ought to be telling everyone. So how is it that private? Hello? <laughs> Hello? You are my witnesses in this one. Oh, excuse me, you Christian. Oh, it's private. Private, you know, get thee behind me, Satan. Come here. Come and have a chat with me for a while. It's, 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 it's so important. It's, it's, you know, oh, I'm an atheist. Well, I've got a belief in something, so there's a start. Amen? I don't believe in any religion. I said, that's great, I'm not religious. I'm a man of faith. A man of faith, what does that mean? I mean, I believe. What do you believe in? I believe in that the Lord Jesus Christ is my saviour. It's, you know, it's because it's, I'm like this, it's, you know, but that's what I want to teach people. I want to teach people to get out of the traps you get into. Why? Because Satan is clever. He knows where your weaknesses are. Amen? He definitely knows where mine are. And you know, and... <laughs> And I, and I tell you, it's my prostate. Hallelujah. <laughs> Some of you have got terrible minds. You need to repent again. You need to repent again. I can see that. But it's the same weakness as any other man. Pride. I'm a man. That's enough. Ambition. It's all right having ambition, but if it's ambition, Christ is not in it. 
and it's wrong. Superior? Yeah, man thinks he's superior. I mean man-man, not mankind, man. And that's why he gives us a wife. So we can see how superior we are. Amen. Oh, they do not equalize man. <laughs> so as long as you please, please the wife, as long as you give her not everything she wants, because she can't, but she works with you, and you look after her, you honor her, and the man love her, and she'll support you. It's a very simple deal. When I do things wrong, I've only got to say one thing wrong, and there's, there's one person, it's not God who tells me, Do I like it? No. Do I like it? No. <laughs> Anyone, any, any more on no? Two, no, three, no, three, four, 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 five, four, five, five, no, five, five, no, five, no. No! I don't like it, but I have to go away for a bit. <laughs> I have to go away for a bit, and I have to go to God and say, okay, God, is, she, is, is this real? Is this truth? I just won't accept it to start with, okay? I'm just trying to show you, man. But at least I've got that spirit enough to go away. <sighs> okay, God, is this true? Well, you know, God says, well, what do you feel like, Mark? I'm like, back. <laughs> I feel agitated, Father. <laughs> Irritated. <laughs> Angry. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the scripture tells us, you know, that we work together. That's just the same as the church. It's just the same as God is with us. As soon as we've done something wrong, we ask for forgiveness, clear it out the way. If God forgets it, then we've got to forget it. Amen? We've got to do that and listen. Once we've got this fundamental teaching, we're born again. We've got to understand that's going to be a lot of things are going to happen to us. We are going to have this battle. And that's why we've got to have our faith. To understand that battles are going to come. And you know, as this world gets worse, I'm sorry to tell you that the battle's going to get worse. And if you're strong in Christ, then guess what's going to happen? The battles are going to get tougher. But here we go again. You've only got to read what the word says. And then that should fill you full of the Holy Ghost again. Because it said where sin abounds, then my grace shall abound even more. No matter what comes against you, the trials and the tests that we have, we've got to endure them because the Father said we will have the victory. We already had it at the cross and all we've got to do is to believe and speak the things that are not as though if they are. That's the faith in action then. I didn't fall apart. I went the opposite way. I went, well, okay then. So that's it, but it's a bit of flesh. And God said, no, I want to make sure your insides are right. And so the face of the door. And, you know, even yesterday we had, we had a call from Malaysia, you know, and, and they were asking me, and, and, that, and people are really nice. Oh, Mark, how do you feel? And all the rest of it. And so I just went. 
I said, I feel great. I've just done two hours in the gym. I said, I've got to get my knee right. I've got to get my back right. I said, well, you know, I said, I've, got, I've got to keep going. I said, this is just the flesh. I said, but more importantly, I've got to keep my faith. I've got to just keep saying the things of God to know that where I am is where God wants me to be and what we're doing is what the God has asked us to do and then I'm going to be blessed anyhow. I've wanted for nothing for 27 years of my Christian life. That says something about God. Amen? Amen. It's so important that we see these things. God is incredible. He loves you. He wants the best for you. He wants everything he says in that Bible for you. But you've just got to move from where we are to where he wants you to be and God can't help but pour his blessings on you. That's faith. That's the faith. That's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We want an instant reply of God though it's a text to someone. It doesn't work that way. We want something of God, yet by all means pray for it. But look at yourself. Would you give me this blessing for the way I'm living for you, God? Faith in action produces all the things that you want. It's it's just too simple. But we make it complicated. We, we, we do everything else but what God wants us to do. You've got to go to work. You've got to do the washing. You've got to look after your kids. You've got to do the iron. You've got to wash the car. I don't wash my car very often now. Why? Well, don't go anywhere now. <laughs> you know, these last 18 months, I hardly, you know, I said, oh, the car's dirty, Mark. And I said, well, we're not going anywhere. It doesn't really matter anymore, does it? Irrelevant. That's what I'm saying. Some things are pretty irrelevant. And we've got to make sure our priorities are correct now with God. You know, all of us, all of us search for answers in our lives. And I, pers- I personally have read hundreds, hundreds of books. <laughs> and I always remember some, some of them stick out in my head even now. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Psychology books like I'm okay, you're okay, you know, and all these these incredible. I know, absolutely hundreds of management books until I was sick of reading management books because none of them worked. I managed the way that I managed because that's me, you know, and some of it worked, but so that's what what am I going to say? This book is the only book that I read. Because I've seen that's the only book that will give me what I want in this life. For for me, for my family, for you, and for eternal life. No matter who you are. Isn't that brilliant? No matter who you are. No matter where you're from, no matter what you've got, no matter what you've done. This book is for you. And all this word in here is the word of God that we need. Don't we need anybody else's word? We don't need anyone else to tell us. We'll find every answer to our life and what it's for and where we're going in here. So, Jesus Christ sent me, this chap from Hales Owen, abroad for 18 years. 
18 years to preach this good news to all thousands of people. And when I had my first testimony, when, sorry, when I got baptised, the pastor, the pastor gave prayer over me and he said, and he said, you will preach this gospel throughout the world. And he said, you will teach pastors. Well, it's quite a joke, isn't it, when you've just got saved and somebody says things like that. But what happened? What happened, happened. God made a way on all those things. It's because I believed. I just believed what God said was going to happen. It's going to happen. I never spoke about it again for, for, for many, many years. Until many, many years later, you know, when, when I was abroad... And I was teaching pastors. You know, groups of pastors, conferences for pastors. And I'm saying, God, God, you're just incredible. Why? Because I don't know everything. But I know he does. And I know when, we, when he sends us and we go, he's with us. That's amazing difference. 1 Corinthians 1, 20 to 25. This book, the Bible, is a book of wisdom. And it showed me that it's the only book that I need to be wise with. Nothing else. This is man's wisdom. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God... The world, through wisdom, did not know God. That's when all these clever people didn't know God. That's what I'm saying, okay? All the professors and everyone else don't know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message. We pray to an invisible God. We ask God for all these things. We believe in a book. Amen? foolishness of preaching to save those who believe. Isn't that amazing? So the world says we're foolish, don't they? They say that, you know, we, oh, if you need a crutch to, to, to lean upon, oh, that's good for you. Etc, etc, etc. And yet, the Jews request a sign. The Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. We, we preach a man being crucified on a cross. And yet to the Jews, it was a stumbling block. To the Greeks who were the wise then, it was foolishness that what they were preaching. But to those who are called Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Why? Because the foolishness of God is wiser than of all mankind put together. And the weakness of God is stronger than of all of mankind and everything in it put together. That's why we've got to trust God. Not our wisdom, especially not man's wisdom. Okay. So when I, was, when I was doing all these things this week, I remember how many times I've, 
I've talked about sowing the seeds. And, you know, and the farmer's job always comes in my head no matter what I do now. And, you know, and, and, and there was one scripture where it says, plough up the fallow ground. And I always remember David's got some, um, some land uh, up at Bromsgrove and he's always telling me how it's overgrown. You know, and that's what the farmer will have to use. If, if David wanted to farm that land, he would have to go and plough it all up, take out all the weeds and everything else, plough it all up, and, you know, and, and to be able for him to um, plant his seed and then to sow what he needs to water it and all the rest of it like we do for, for us so they can get the best harvest they can. But you know, for us, it's not just ploughing up fallow ground, it's ploughing up our own fallow minds. It's ploughing up our, our thinking in our minds to get rid of all these things that have got entangled with, with, with worldly stuff and what we think. In it. We've got to plough it up. We've got to get rid of it. Um, so, Because I've had to plough my mind many times because it's not my way, not man's way, but it's God's way. Because I had to sow the word of God into myself. I had some great teachers and, you know, and, and I think hopefully we can get back to see one in the, before the end of the year. Uh, he was one of the most beautiful men I've ever met in my life. And once I began to see that if I could only do this, if I could only pray like that, if I could only preach like this, if I could only witness like that, if I could only be like Paul, if I could only be like Peter, and I did all these things... And, and of course, what was God's answer? You can. You can. That's for all of us. Not just for me. We can be the people of God that he wants us to be and that even that we want to be. And because of that, my life was changed. The way that I spoke, the way that I prayed, the way that I treated my wife and all those things changed and because I put the word of God in that's when I seen the blessings of God poured out upon me not before and the more that I ploughed up myself to to stop doing those things the more I preached the word of God the more that I taught and the more I went back to ensure they were following we seen great harvests I want that to happen here that's my heart's intent souls one lives changed and the growth of people in the churches and, and obviously when we grow in the church, the church will grow. <laughs> Some of us just have to change our thinking again. Put the word of God into our way of life and then reap the rewards. God wants to bless you upon this earth. He wants you to do what he's asked you to do. And he, said, he tells us, my plans for you are not grievous. They're not harmful. They're not good for us. But it means we have to put some effort into it to give us a hope for the future and know that the, at the end of our day, we shall have eternal life. We shall. That's the most important. And as we get older, we realise that our lives are shorter. Is that clever? It's pretty brilliant, I thought. I thought it was brilliant. As we get older, our lives are shorter. When you're young, you don't even think about it, do you? And some of you probably don't think about it. 
through faith in action. That's what it is. And no matter where we are, no matter who we are, we've got to put this faith into action. Do you know we'll, we'll even demoralise ourselves by saying, I can't do that. We'll, we'll even put ourselves down just because you speak to someone and they don't want to know. Don't worry about it. Move on. How many people in, 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 the, in the UK? 66 million now? Whatever it is. There's plenty, there's plenty of people that want to know God. We're just not finding them yet. Just don't worry. Just keep going. Father, just help us this morning, Lord. Father, you said you pour out your spirit upon us, Lord. I'm asking you to do that again today. Pour out your spirit on every soul here, Father. Touch the hearts, Lord. And touch those minds, Father, because we know what they're like. We get it full up of stuff that doesn't need to be there. Let's plough up um, the fallow ground of our mind, Father. Let's take out the, the rubbish that we do, Father. Let's stop watching rubbish, Lord. Let's just put a bit more effort and a bit more time with you. Let, let us... Show you our faith in action, in our prayers, in our giving, our giving of time and our talents, our finances, our effort. And Father, and also Father, even with our own families, let, let's, let's teach them, Lord. Let's spend some time teaching them the wonders of you. Let's pray with our partners, our wives, Father. Let's have these times together. And let us, Father, show our faith in action, Lord, so you can. That day will come when you say, well done, my trust, trusted servant, enter in. And that's, Father, what I want for everyone. So today, Father, will you pour out your spirit upon us again? Will you bless us and help us to be those people that are going to walk in unity, work together, be humble to one another, to be honest, to stir each other up, Father, to good works, to support each other in everything we do, Lord. Help us to be people of integrity, honest to you, honest to others, and you know, Father, honest to ourselves, of who we really are. So, Father, We've asked for forgiveness today and we know you forgive. So Father, we're ready again to go out into this world as your salt and light, your witnesses, your ambassadors to sow this word. In Jesus' name, amen.